Shalom Vracha. We're learning the second Torah. Let's start, actually. The second Torah from Likute Moran. And Rabbi Nachman of Breslev is bringing the verse from Vaikra. Vayomer Adonai el Moshe, Hashem said to Moshe, Emor el Kohanim bene Aaron, said to the Kohanim, to the servants, the children of Aaron, and tell them, that their spirit is not allowed to be contaminated. The spirits of the Kohanim especially, and the people of Israel should protect themselves from impurity and not to um, touch the dead as much as possible. It's written in the Book of Modesty. Book of Modesty, Sifra Ditzniuta, is one of the books of the Zohar Kadosh, the book that was written by Rab Shimon Bar Yochai. Minukba de Pardeska, Mashach Rucha de Chaye Lemshicha. From the halls of the nostrils that are in the divine worlds, the spirit of life is being pulled for the Messiah. So the organs of the person um, are standing in a certain structure, and in that structure, um, the reflection of the shape, so to speak, of God is being reflected. Like that we know that Hashem said to the angels, um, will make a man in our shape, in our figure. So we know that we're not talking about a figure that is of flesh and bones, because we know that Hashem does not have a shape, does not have a figure. But the spirit that is godly, that was treasured within us, the soul, is in the shape of the, so to speak, shape of the soul of Hashem. So like that the organs are reflecting the inside, the physicality is reflecting the inside of the personality, the soul of the person. Also in the heavens, there are reflections in certain forms. And those structures are actually hinting us for divine wisdoms. So those are, of course, deep uh, concepts in Kabbalah. And Rabbeinu is bringing that Zohar piece um, to explain to us that the source of life, that the spirit of life of Mashiach, of the Messiah, is coming down to the world from a certain aspect of breathing in divine worlds, from the nostrils of the divine nose. Because the main weapon of Mashiach is prayer. That is in the aspect of nose, like that it's written, Utehilati echetom lach. My praises, I'm gonna. S- when, when it's written, echetom lach means with the nose. So, like the praises are coming out through the nose, means through breathing. Many of the concepts that we're learning in Likute Moran and generally in the Torah are based on the Hebrew language and therefore it's very, very complex or it requires deep um, learnings into the meaning and the, um, and the real true nature of the letters and the Hebrew words 
that are building, composing um, the, the, the intention, the wisdom that is treasured into those words, into those verses. So, is a concept that prayers comes out while a person is breathing, when he's relaxed, when he's able to breathe and, and to dedicate his breath to Hashem. So we see that the main power of the Mashiach, that is the prayer, is coming in that aspect, like the King David, um, that he was the Messiah of that generation, was reflecting in all his being through the prayers. And the verse in Ishaya is saying, My praises are coming out um, through the nose, through the breathing. And from that place, the main power of his living and all the wars that he will keep, that he will make and all the conquers that he will conquer in the final war, all will come through that means from the prayers like that it's written, that he is smelling the fear of God. The Mashiach has the power through his prayers to smell the fear of God. He knows to sense, to recognize in a person how close that person is to Hashem. And that's how he's choosing his army. That's how Mashiach is choosing his people, through his prayers and through his amazing senses. And that is the aspect of the nose. And that is his main weapon. Like that it's written, Becharbi ubekashti. It's written that Yaakov Avinu um, said, with my sword and with my um, arrow, bow and arrow. And Rashi, the commentary on the Bible, explained, prayer and respect, that when Yaakov said that with his sword and with his bow, he didn't meant with a physical sword and physical bow weapons, he was explaining that he was winning and bringing victory to himself and to his people, to his family, through prayer and requests with prayers. And like that it's written, Ki lo that King David said in Tehillim, I will not um, count on my bow and arrow, just in the praises that we praise God. In the aspect of and my praises will be sealed with my nose, means with breathing. Breathing means with faith. Faith, when a person has faith, so he's breathing, he's relaxed, he's not under pressure, he does not lose his breath, he's breathing, he's with Hashem, he's counting on Hashem. And then he can pray because the expression of the faith of the person is through his own prayer. A person that is calling someone is calling him because he has faith in that one. So when you believe in Hashem, you're going to call Hashem. And that weapon, the Mashiach is receiving it from the aspect of Yosef. The holiness and purity of the covenant. Like that it's written, you need to tie your sword close to your hip, to your thigh. And like that it's written, means that holiness and purity are something that gives strength and power to the man um, that holds that quality in his attributes. 
and like that it's written, Mipri bitnecha ashit the promise that Hashem gave to King David, one of your descendants, one of your children, will be the one to take your crown. The Mashiach will be one of the children of King David. And that is in the aspect of Mashiach, like we learned, Bechinat Fila, in the aspect of prayer. If your children will keep the covenant, will keep the obligations, keeping to our mitzvot and attachment to Hashem in prayer, in faith, by the aspect of Yosef. So we have those two aspects, Mashiach ben David and Mashiach ben Yosef. Both of them are completing each other. The power of the kingship of David is based on the power and the holiness of the kingship of king of Yosef and Yosef that was guarding the covenant watching his purity Natal he inherit the power of um, of being the elder of receiving the main inherit from Yaakov even though that he was one of the youngest children of Yaakov that that the power of being elder being the firstborn is in the aspect of avodat hatfila, the work of prayer. Avodat hatfila is when a person becomes a master of prayer on his own. That instead of calling doctors, instead of calling people, instead of trying to work out situations with his effort, with his wisdoms, with his uh, power of convincing or whatever manipulations, he's calling Hashem. That is avodat hatfila that you give your heart, that you share your thoughts, that you praise, that you express your faith and your trust in Hashem through individual prayer all the time. And like that it's written, that Rabbi Yochanan said, And I wish that the person will pray all day long. Like King David said on himself, All day long, Prayer is my conversation all day long, talking to Hashem, asking from Hashem. You have a situation, instead of being worried and stressed and don't know what to do, please Hashem, help in that situation. You need something, instead of, okay, who I'm going to call? Okay, call Hashem. Please Hashem, I need your help in that. Hashem, we need this. Hashem, we need that. When the person is expressing his faith in his prayer, by that he's showing that he is working the work of prayer. And on that, it's written on Yosef, therefore it's written on Yosef, that by that, that he achieved that aspect of prayer, that is in the aspect of Tehilati Echetom, that the praises are coming through breathing. Breathing means faith, and faith means prayer. In the aspect of the source of life that is being pulled from those two nostrils of the divine uh, knows. Therefore, Yosef was called Ben Porat Yosef. Why he was called Ben Porat Yosef, the son of Porat, of that is Yosef. What is Porat? What Porat means? They are in the aspect of Taf Resh Pe Vav Orot, four hundred six six hundred and eighty six six hundred and eighty six kinds of light. Porat is a word, um, like a name, but it's in the normal value of Tafresh Peivav, same letters, Tafresh Peivav. And Tafresh Peivav means 600, equals to 686 kinds of lights. The day are 
the general amount of lights of the seven names of Hashem. We know that Hashem has seven main names, and those names are names that are written from 72 letters, 60, 63 letters, 45 letters, 52 letters, 161 letters, and 100, 151. We said 161 and 151, and 143. Those names, that each and every one of them is in that amount of um, letters that are building that name, composing that name, Sheolim Tarpav, together they are all 686 kinds of lights. And he is receiving all those lights, the Mashiach, from Nukba de Pardeska, from those holy nostrils of the highest places of them all. Because Pardeska, also the word Pardeska, that is the the divine holiness of above, in the numeral value of the word Tafresh Pevav, 686. So Yosef, he achieved by those aspects of twice as much, that is the aspect of the firstborn, because prayer is in that aspect of twice as much. Why? Two, because there are, in prayer, there is praise of Hashem, of God, and request of his needs. So there are two main things that we're doing when we pray. First is that we are praising Hashem. And the second thing that we do mainly is requesting for our needs. And that is the aspect of a sword that has two sharp edges in their arms. Those are those edges of the sword are written by the name by the word Pifiot. Pifiot sounds like two piot. P piot. Two piot are two mouths. So the sword that is sharp from both sides is like two mouths that are requesting. So like we said before, that the weapon is the weapon of prayer. So the sword that is sharp from both ends is able to cut to both directions. It means that its power is tremendous, is huge, is great. And in the word pifiot that is showing to us on the two sharp edges, we see that there is a hint on the word mouth, pifiot, mouths. Um, that are hinted to show us that the sword is not a physical iron metal sealed sword, just a sword that is spiritual, that is in the aspect of the mouth, that is the aspect of prayer that comes out from the mouth. An aspect of pishnaim, pishnaim twice as much like we said on the elder, that the elder has the power to get twice as much from his siblings in the inherit that he receives from his parents. So we see here that pi shnaim, twice as much. Again, we see pi shnaim, twice pi. Pi is like mouth, like pe. So the Hebrew language is very deep and very, like, treasures a lot of wisdom in it. And every word here is very important. And it's very hard um, to get into the depths of the 
um, a huge amount of content that every word here is um, is holding, and especially when trying to translate it to English. But we're doing the best we can. When Ruven, and it was taken away from Reuven, that was the elder child of Yaakov, because that he was not keeping the modesty as um, he was supposed to, and he lost it to Yosef, that Yosef was um, especially keeping the holiness and purity, and by that was mentioned as Yosef HaTzadik, Yosef the Righteous One, praised to be righteous and pure based on his holiness and purity. We are in the third section. We were talking about the um, holy sword that is the weapon of the true Messiah, of the Mashiach, that that sword is the sword of prayer. And the one who gained that sword, a righteous and pure person, should know how to fight with that sword, that he will not tilt it, not to the right and not to the left. And that he will aim to the hair, like the breath of a hair, and will not miss. A person, it's not only that he should that sword, to have that sword in his hand, it's also to know how to fight with it, how to aim to the purpose, to the target, and not to mistake. And that is something that cannot be done unless a person gained the aspects of trial. <clears throat> gained the aspects of trial means that the person is judging himself on all his actions. That the person is not like, oh yeah, free world, do whatever you want. No. A person like that can never hold the sword of trial, the sword of prayer, of tefillah in his hand. A person that just goes and do whatever he likes with his will can never run and lead the world to its success. Only a person who really cares for other and judging and calculating and thinking and rethinking and observing, that is a person that can fight because trial is the middle pillar of the universe, of the world, means that the person is aiming with his weapon to the place that needs and does not tilt to the right or to the left, just to the center. You don't go after the passions of your heart and you, oh, please Hashem, I want to buy a Lamborghini. That's not a prayer. Please, Hashem, I want your kingship to be seen. I want your glory to be known. I want your light to shine upon all creations. That is an honest prayer. Prayer for lust, for desire. Please, Hashem, I want to be a billionaire. Please, Hashem, I want to have castles, mountains, like lands. Those are not prayers. Those are empty speeches. And that is the aspect of what that is written in the Psalms of Tehillim, Yechalkel Devarav Bemishpat, a person who is calculating his words in the sentence, in the trial. For that, Yosef got the elder, the, 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 the main blessing of being elder, known to be elder, especially from Yaakov, that Yaakov was his father. Like that it's written, I gave you twice as much than I gave to your siblings, to your brothers. Me, Yaakov said, me, myself, because Yaakov was the aspect of trial. And that is why the aspect of trial is giving the sword 
to Yosef because Yosef was the person that was judging himself properly. And he was the one that succeeded and became the Redeemer and became the one that by his merit, the redemption of the people of Israel took place out of Egypt because of his holiness and purity. He knew how to use that weapon of prayer, um, the sword of prayer. And that is what it's written in the verse in Tehillim, it's a law for the people of Israel. In the aspect of covenant, like that it's written, He put the law into his flesh, means the covenant, to circumcise our baby boys that borns after eight days, uh, in the eighth day, um, ideally. That sentence of, uh, one of those sentences for that represent, that that expresses the obligation to circumcise our children is using using the word law, chok. So we see that chok leisraelu. It's the aspect that the people of Israel are receiving, and the name Israel is the name of Yaakov. That is why Rabbi Nachman brings that verse here. One of the reasons for us to understand that that aspect belongs to Yaakov. Ki chok bishirosam. He put that power of trial and law to Yaakov, Mishpat Yaakov, trial to the God of Jacob. So Yosef, he is the one that should receive that sword from the aspect of trial from Yaakov, for him to be able to calculate his words in the trial, for him to know how to come out of those awkward situations with honest prayers that shall be answered. And that is why it's written, Mishpatecha lemelech then give your trials to the king that the Messiah, the leader of the people of Israel, the leader of the world will receive from the aspect of trial the, the answers that when judgments are coming, he will be able to solve them and to break those trials. Fourth paragraph, and by what a person will gain that aspect of trial? By charity, that a person gives charity, that by charity you hold in the attribute, in the level of trial, like that it's written, Tzidkat Hashem Asa Umishpatav, the person made the charity of Hashem and his trials. So you see the charity and trials are two things that same person is doing. And like that it's written, Mishpat Utzdaka Be'akov, trial and charity in Yaakov can be fine can be found because charity is by trial like that it's written Elohim Shofet God is the judge he will take down that person and will uplift that one that he inherits to this he gives the that he Shemorish means makes that person rush ani poor the opposite of what I just said Shemorish inherit that's not the meaning Lehorish, it means to inherit, but here when he's using, when Rabbi Nachman is bringing the verse, Shemorish laze ma'ashir laze, it means Shemorish does not mean inherit, means the opposite of what I said, means that makes that person rash, Shemorish, means poor, that he makes that person poor. So by the trial, Hashem will make that person poor, and that person rich, 
And when a person gives charity, he is in that aspect of ze yashpil. He is bringing that person down. Who is that person that he brings down? Not another person. He brings himself down because he is taking money from his own money. He makes a lacking to himself. And in that aspect, vezeyarim, he uplifts someone else that makes the poor rich. Now we can see and understand that that person is holding by that in the measure, in that level of trial, in the attribute of trial, because he's judging, okay, to that person, I'm going to give to that person. No, I'm not going to give. He's judging. Yeah, that person needs, but maybe I need more. So you're judging, you're checking if to give the charity or not to give. And in that situation, and therefore we need before the prayer to give charity every day for the person to be able to calculate his words in the trial, that he will be able to aim to the hair, to the, like a breath of a hair and not going to miss. And on that, our holy sages said, why did Yaakov gave the blessing of being the eldest one to Yosef? For the fact that he was supporting him like the landlord that raised an orphan in his house. So Yosef was in the aspect of a landlord that was raising, raising an orphan, so to speak, in the aspect of Yaakov that was left alone, was alone with his children inside his house because Yosef had the palace of Pharaoh all for himself. He had his own wealth. He was considered as a king in Egypt. So he was able to bring back Yaakov into his house, even though that Yaakov was his father, in that aspect of wealth and richness and, and greatness, Yosef was mighty king of Egypt when Yaakov came very poor. Yosef was supporting and feeding his father and his siblings, his own siblings, according to their needs, to the children, to all their mouths. Like that it's written, Hatef el daro. When it's written to the children or to the elders, in one by pshat, by the simple explanation, means to their needs, to all the mouths that were supposed to eat, that were hungry. But the word hataf sounds like hatef el darom. Hatef el darom means preach, means talk. So Yosef was supporting his brothers according to their speeches to how they were talking means that the power of prayer is the motive, is the engine that brings the bounty down. So according to the prayers of the people of Israel, Yosef was supporting them. Hainu means that he was a master of prayer, Yosef, and he was a master of prayer by the charity. He gave charity and the power of speech was rising within him. So he was sensitive to the prayers of the prayers of the people who were praying and he himself was a special master of prayer. He was praying a lot. And by the charity that he made, that he did, Yaakov gave him that Yaakov was the aspect of trial, of mishpat, the blessing of being the elder the eldest one, that it's in the aspect of prayer, like that it's written, that Yaakov said to Yosef, I gave you my shoulder, 
Shechem means I was supporting you. I gave you my support. Anidaika, me, specifically on Yaakov, that he was the aspect of trial. It was a good, nice class. Do you want me to read another portion? A small one. Portion section Hey, number five, in the second Torah of Likute Moran, and the main foreign thoughts of a person coming to him because of the spoil of the trial, that he's spoiling the trial, that he's not judging himself correctly. Because trial is in the aspect of eyes, like that it's written, they will come to the eye of the trial. And that is the aspect of what it is written, Ein Yaakov, the eye of Jacob. So you see that Yaakov, that we already learned about him, that he was in the aspect of trial, is also in the aspect of an eye. And by spoiling the trial, we're spoiling our eyes like that it's written, that bribe makes wise people blind. When people are being offered with money, that's it. They're being blinded, cannot see anymore. No real true search for justice when money is on the table. And that is the aspect of foreign thoughts in prayer, that they are like clouds that are covering the eyes. Like that it's written, Sakota You covered yourself with a cloud from prayers to go up. And in the future, when the aspect of trial will be corrected, like that it's written that the city of Zion, Jerusalem, Yerushalayim, in trial will be redeemed, then the clouds that are covering the eyes will be removed, like that it's written, Ki ayin be'ayin yiru b'shuv Hashem tziyon. Eye to eye, the people will see that Hashem came back to Zion. And for that, Yosef is being called Ben Porat Ale Ain, the son of Porat, on the eye, that is close to the spring of the water. Spring of water can also be called eye. We're continuing in the sixth paragraph of the second Torah in Likute Moran. And Rabbi Nachman is saying, and everyone should aim in his prayer to attach himself to the true righteous people of the generation. Because any true, gener every, any true righteous man in the generation is in the aspect of Moshe Messiah, Moshe Mashiach. Like that we saw in the Talmud, that the righteous people are calling each other Moshe, like that it's written in the Talmud, Moshe Shapir Kamat. Moshe, that was a nice thing you said. And Moshe is in the aspect of Mashiach, like that it's written on Moshe, Ad ki yavo until he will come to the temple. And it's written on, on the Messiah, but on Mashiach, but it is written in the Zohar Kadosh, Da Moshe Mashiach. That is about Moshe that he is the Mashiach. The meaning of the word Mashiach is not only the future Messiah that we're waiting for. The word Mashiach was used to call the kings of Israel, the leaders, the main leaders of Israel, that they were being Meshuchim, crowned, um, crowned um, to become the leaders of, of our people. And uh, 
in the last redemption of the whole world. And like that, um, it's told in detail how Shmuel, the prophet, came and um, put oil on the head of King David. And before of that, put the holy oil, olive oil that is pure and clean on the head of King Shaul. So any of them were in the aspect of Mashiach because they were Meshuchim, appointed to that mission of leading the people of Israel. So Moshe, of course, as well, was in that aspect. And any prayer and prayer that each and every one of us is praying is an aspect of an organ of the Shrina, of the feminine entity of Hashem. And they are the organs of the Mishkan, of the Temple of Hashem. And there is no one person from the people of Israel that is able to uplift his own organ, his floor that he creates on its own. Just Moshe himself alone. Therefore we, and we can see those, Rabbi Nachman is teaching us on the reflection of the stories from the Bible means that the stories of the Bible are teaching us on our days today like that back then the people of Israel had to bring their donations to Moshe and Moshe was building the Mishkan also today when you do something great you are not able to uplift it on your own you need to attach your prayer to the real true righteous people of the generation and not any rabbi is a true righteous man of the generation no matter how long his beard is and how dedicated his uh, students to his craziness. Only true, real righteous people are true, real righteous people. And for that, we need to bring and to attach all the prayers to the righteous man of the generation. And if you don't know who it is, you need to say to Hashem, please Hashem, attach my prayers to the real righteous man of this generation, real righteous person of this generation. And it's written, that people brought the Mishkan, means all the donation for the Mishkan to Moshe. And he, Moshe, knows how to uplift, to build the Mishkan and to make it a whole floor. Like that it's written, that Moshe established and built the Mishkan. And all the Torah that a person is learning to keep and to do, to make, all the letters are sparks of souls and they're dressing themselves inside the prayer and they're being renewed over there in the aspect of pregnancy. Like that it's written in the book, Shara Gilgulim, the book that was written by the Ariel Kadosh, Rabbi Chaim Vital, his student, that all the souls are coming into the kingship in aspect of pregnancy and they're being renewed over there. And that is what it is written in the verse. Hashamayim mesaprim kevod el. The sky are telling the honor of God. Means the Torah. That the Torah is esh umayim. Fire and water. In the aspect of souls. In the aspect of sky. Shamayim. Esh and mayim. Ubaim betochat fila. And they're coming inside the prayer. Shehub chinat kvod el, that is in the aspect of the honor of God, like that it's written in Tehilim. Simu kavod tehilato, put his honor 
praised means that praises and his honor are one. In the aspect of what it is written, Tehilati echetom lach. I'm going to pray to you my praises. And the souls with the prayer that is called honor, calls honor based on the fact that it's dressing us, it's covering us. When you pray, you protect yourself with your prayers. So you are covering yourself with those prayers. So those prayers are your protection. And by being protected, you're being honored because the person that is protected is honored like a king with his armies. And a person that is exposed is naked. He cannot be honored. And Rabbi Yochanan called the coverings, clothings of the person, his honor. And therefore, the Shekhinah that is covering us, that the Shekhinah is our prayers, is being called Kvod El, the honor of God. And they are shining one to the other. The souls are shining to the prayer in the aspect of uplifting feminine water. And the prayer is illuminating to the souls in the aspect of the renew, the, the new wisdom that is being exposed and revealed to the souls that the souls are being renewed inside the prayer in the aspect of pregnancy. And the souls that are dressed in the prayer are being delivered to the righteous man, the true righteous man of the generation, in the aspect of what it is written in Tehillim, Betulot muva'ot lach. Pure and um, holy women like virgins or feminine pure entities are following their friends means that all the prayers that are in the aspect of a woman like that it's written adonai sfatai tiftach that is the verse that we're saying before the prayer and the first letters of the words adonai sfatai tiftach if you take those three letters, the combination of them together is the word eshet, means wife. So you see that the prayer is in the aspect of a woman. Adonai Sefatai Tiftach is like the word eshet, wife. So the prayers are attached and going together to shine and to open gates for our salvations to take place in our days six um, paragraph the third section its explanation on the words of Rabba Bar Barchana Rabba Bar Barchana said Chazinan Lahi Kavra we saw that fish um, and here is the explanation in the beginning Rabbeinu brought that um, that uh, explanation that Rabbi Barbar Khanna said um, that they saw that fish and that fish had sand uh, like earth on his back. It's like a whale that is floating on the water and there was um, sand on its back and when they came and saw it felt like it was a land and grass was growing on that land, on that earth and they assumed that it was a land and they jumped on that island that they saw, thought that it was a land and they were cooking and they had a, 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 a pot with water that they will, were cooking with and it fell 
And then when it fell, it burnt the fish, and then they realized it was a fish, and it was not a, it was not an island. So, um, Rabbi Barbar Khana said, Zimnachada, one time, Havaka Zlinan Bisfinta, we were traveling in our boat, sailing, Kavra, we saw that fish, Agabe, that had sand on its back. Agma ilave, and there was grass growing on its back. We assumed it was a dry land, Sabrinan Yabeshtahu, Vesalkinan Vafinan Ubashlinan Agabe, and we were cooking we went up and we were baking and cooking on its back. Vekad Khamgabe Tapich, and when that pot fell on its back, and if we wouldn't be close to our boat, our ship, we would drown. So he's admitting that it was close. So again, you don't have to believe that story as like Torah mina shamayim, Torah from the sky. Um, it's written that divrei havai are also words that are being said by the sages. Many times the sages are exaggerating in their words in a certain way that they are trying to make a certain point more clear than other. And um, those um, words from the Talmud, from the Gemara, are being called agadatot, like stories, tales, okay? So now Rabbi Nachman is breaking down that story to words, to small sentences, and he's bringing all the wisdom of all that Torah that he explained until now, of Torah Bet, second Torah in Likutei Moran, into the words of that Midrash. And he's saying, in our exile, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Creator, is, so to speak, hiding his face from us. Like that it's written, you're hiding your face in Tehillim. That it is in the aspect, that Hashem is in the aspect of mercy, and He turned His face from us in a way. And then it becomes in the aspect of judgments, that He's like judging, trialing us. And all our prayers and all our requests are for that, that He turned His face away from us, God forbid, that He will return to look at us. Like that it's written, Look at me, look towards me. And like that it's written, Ya'er Hashem Panav Elecha, that Hashem will illuminate His face to you. And when we see the length of exile, and in every day we're screaming to Him and we're not being saved yet, and there are from our people, the children of Israel, that God forbid, they mistake to think, God forbid, in their heart, that all the prayers are for nothing, that they are empty-handed, coming back empty-handed, God forbid. But the truth is that really all the prayers, the real true righteous people of any generation, of every generation, they are uplifting them and establishing them. Like that it's written, Vayakem Moshe et mishkan, that Moshe is building the Mishkan and uplifting every, every floor and floor to its place and building the floor of the Shekhinah a bit after a bit part after part, until the complete floor, complete level of it will be finished, completion. Then Mashiach will come, and Mashiach da Moshe, the Zohar Kadosh is saying that Mashiach is Moshe. And will perfect it and complete its um, establishment. And that's the explanation. We saw that fish. 
The fish is in the aspect of the righteous man of the generation that is being called fish. That is in the aspect of Moshe Messiah, Moshe Mashiach. That there was sand on its back. Those are the prayers that we're praying on that, that so to speak, HaKadosh Baruch Hu turned his face away from us. So now he, so to speak, has sand on its back. We see his back with sand. Yatvale gonna bring it to, we went on to the back. We should bring the Mishkan towards Moshe because we need to bring and to tie the prayer to the righteous man of the generation. Those are the grass, the grass that are growing on the, on the ground, on the sand. Those are the souls that are coming with the prayers in the aspect of Betulot, women, females running after their friends. Because the souls are being called wheat, grass, like that it's written in Yechezkel, I put you as a blessing, that those words were said as a blessing, I put you as the grass of the field, like you're going to multiply in great ways. And we assume that it was a dry land, it's an island, means the prayers. We thought that they are not fruitful, that they're not bringing fruits. But the truth is that it's not so. But the truth is that we are cooking and baking and making. Means that all the prayers are rising up. And as much as we, we're going to lengthen in prayer, going to pray more, we're going to build the Shekhinah more and preparing it to its connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And on that it said, Cooking and, and baking. They're the preparation for eating to the aspect of the unity um, of Kudshabrihu and Shkinta, Kadosh Bohu and the Shina, the Holy Shina. Like that it's written, Kiim Halechem Asherhu Ochel, that the connection of the person who eats is with its bread. So Kadosh Bohu and the Shina has their connection and it's compared to eating. And when that floor of the Shina will be complete by the amount of prayer, the mercy of Hashem will reveal and aspect of judgment's attribute will change to aspect of kindness. So judgments will turn to kindness. They will be sweetened and canceled. And on that it's written, Kadcham means that when the mercy of Hashem will shine, Gabei Tapich, so then the back will turn from judgment's attribute to kindness attribute. And if we would not be close to the boat, means that Hashem is saying, Lema'ani, Lema'ani, says that I'm doing it for myself. Like that it's written in the Midrash, that Hashem is explaining that the redemption, if not um, for the sake of the people of Israel, will be done. It will be done for the mercy of the parent, of the father of Hashem himself. Who is the one who did something for me um, before I did something for him? Hashem is asking. And on that he brings the example. Who put mezuzah on his doorstep, on his door, entrance to his house before I gave him the house? Hashem is asking. So we know for sure that all the good actions of ours and all the prayers are all coming from him. And he's giving the like revealing his mercy upon us to allow us to serve him and to do good things and it's not a proper thought to think to receive a reward on any of our actions 
And even though that it seems that by our prayers and by our Torah, the redemption will come, we should know that we need His great mercy, that with His great mercy, He will redeem us. And on that it's written that if we would not be close to the boat, the boat is in the aspect of kindness, like that our holy sages said that the majority of the sailors of the people that are um, on the ship and boats they are chassidim, they're true believers, because they know that without the kindness of Hashem, tab'inan, we will drown in the sea, God forbid. And on that it's written, say to the Kohanim, the verse is saying, the verse that we mentioned in the beginning of this second Torah in Moran, aspect of prayer, like that it's written, Et Hashem you need to put Hashem to the peak of your mind, to the highest place of them all. Servants of Hashem are the Kohanim, they are in the aspect of Torah, in the aspect of souls, neshamot, like we learned. And like that it's written, because the lips of Kohen will preserve, will keep the knowledge and the Torah that was given to us by Hashem. Aharon is the aspect of trial, like that it's written that Aharon was carrying the trial of the children of Israel on his heart. Because a person should bring all the prayers to the aspect of Moshe that is Mashiach, and he will establish the Mishkan. And on that Rashi said to warn the greatest one and the smallest ones, means that Moshe is the righteous man of the generation. And he's in the aspect of Moshe, the great light. He will shine and illuminate the prayer. That is the aspect of the small light. And it's shining towards us. And a spirit will not be contaminated in his people, among his people, by keeping the holy covenant, by watching ourselves from immorality. Like that it's written in the Zohar Kadosh, that the main Yetzirah is on that, on adultery. And it is the main source for contamination. But when the person, person will watch his covenant and his holiness, he will achieve the aspect of prayer. He will find himself able to pray with right intention, with patience. And he will have that ability to aim his prayers to Hashem. Because the main pure purity is coming through prayer. And like that our holy sages said, from the time that purity been cancelled, the ability to smell pleasant smells been cancelled as well. And like that it's written in the Gemara, that the Tana, the holy sage said, Recha nimereach, I smell good smell. So the father of that sage said, Beni taharayesh becha, purity can be found within you. Sometimes the Likutei Moran can be a little bit complex, but words of Torah are holy and highly, and purifying the rivers of our mind and, and, and heart, and with great compassion and mercy and kindness from Hashem, one day we will be able to understand all the words of His Torah and His great intention in giving and handing it to us. May Hashem bless us all as one to be united and loved and see the love of Him upon us in our days. Amen. This is Dror Moshe Kasuto. Glad you've been listening. The Emuna Project is a non-profit dedicated to producing faith-based media like this podcast. To support our work and to see all our activities, books, and services, visit emuna.com. That's E-M-U-N-A-H dot com. You can also connect with me on social media at RavDor for posts and updates. Chazaku Baruch, strength and blessing.